Ladies and gentlemen, this is Adam Colbebe, only three-time Ring of Honor World Champion, the longest reigning Pro Wrestling Guerrilla World Champion, and I'm telling you right here, right now, to listen to Wrestling Heads Radio. You're looking real jack, baby. I'm the champ that runs the camp. This is my yard now. The face of America. Brother Nero, I knew you'd come. Delete! 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 We're going to show uh, the Hardy Boys if we were wrestling back in the Attitude Era, they would be our jobbers. Buster is live! WH Radio. is going on pretty uh pretty freaking crazy night <laughs> i know uh yeah. me and you were talking me me and you were talking earlier and uh it's just it's it's been a it's been a crazy night kind of a surreal night i mean we're going to get to obviously the the news in just a in just a little bit but um it's it's definitely crazy you know, um, but other than that, you know, we got lots to talk about tonight. Uh, New Japan Strong Style Evolve. You were there live. I was able to catch the whole thing on a, on New Japan World. So uh, we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking a little bit WWE, WrestleMania weekend is coming up. Isn't it? Is it next week? Yeah, we're definitely. Um, I think it's next. It's next week. week. Yeah, it's next weekend. Hold on. So next weekend, this WrestleMania weekend, the weekend. weekend. Yeah, not this weekend, but the weekend after that. Yeah. So we're we're just about. We're honestly about a week away because if you look at all the all the shows, a lot there's a lot of shows that are starting on Thursday, which. Uh, it's going to be um, April fifth, so we're we're just about a week away from WrestleMania weekend. The biggest wrestling weekend of the year is almost here, and uh, lots to lots to talk about. But like I said, a very uh, somber, surreal kind of night. Definitely, man. Um, before we jump into that, we might. I, I said we jump into uh, talking about. New Japan uh, Strong Style uh, going to that show first and going to PWG 
uh, talk about uh, their show uh, that they just had too, uh, which was an awesome show, by the way. So, uh, lot to talk about. And I believe Nate is on hold. Give me one minute. We're gonna bring Nate on. Always good to have Nate on. Especially when we have some New Japan talk going. Nate, what up, boy? Funny. Uh, what's up, guys? It's funny because I just texted you saying I was on hold, and as I was doing it, I said, oh, I... <laughs> he read your he read your mind. Read your exactly. mind. I actually read his tweet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I sent that one up first, so that makes sense. What's going on, brothers? You know, just another day, man. Another day here on WH Radio to talk about professional wrestling. Uh, going to start off with some New Japan talk right off the gate. Uh, uh, the Strong Style uh, shows Strong Style Evolve. I have I happen to be there, but um, I say we go from there to. Um, PWG, uh, their show from last week, to PWG's big news, what happened today, to some WWE talk. Are you guys with that? Yep, sounds good to me. Let's let's do it. Let's start off with some uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. All right. Uh, now, one I kind of want to jump into a specific match uh, before we go down. Adam Page, Jay White. Um, what a coming out party for both these dudes, huh? I wouldn't say that, um, but I'll get into that in a little bit. You might as well jump right into it. Did you say you would say that? Go ahead. Um, this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but I wasn't a fan of this match at all. I thought it was extremely boring. I thought it sucked. Um, and every time I wanted it to end, it just kept going and going. And Adam Page is about as vanilla as it can get. And Jay White, while he's good, it depends who he's in the ring with. Um, I just wasn't feeling this match from a technical standpoint at all. And it's just nothing they seemed to do seemed to click. It seemed like they were on two different pages, no pun intended. Ha <laughs> ha. That was good. That was good. Um, I... <laughs> I'm I'm somewhere in the middle with this match. I didn't think it was bad, but I didn't think for something that should have been basically the semi-main event, I don't think it was up to that caliber. And I don't I don't blame one person or the other. Listen, I'll say this. If you guys go back and you listen to me talk about Adam Page for years, I said that Adam Page was the most bland, vanilla, like like uh, Nate just said, kind of bland, vanilla, didn't have anything going for him. But I, I can admit now that I, I'm seeing a lot of improvement, not just 
character-wise and personality-wise for Mana Page, but I'm seeing a lot of improvements in his in-ring ability as well. I think he's really trying to go out there and really trying to, you know, step his game up. And, you know, in this match, it's this match was very weird because there was a lot of slow moments. There's a lot of moments where it kind of felt like the match was dragging. You know, the crowd really wasn't into it. And I know, Skits, you can, you know, there, there was a lot of points where the crowd was a little bit quiet. Um, but there was also the big high, there was also the big high spot bumps. You know, some of the bumps that these guys, you know, were taking were freaking scary. Some of those apron bumps were were absolutely insane. And, you know, like I said, they're just going to keep upping the ante on apron bumps. So, um, so th- I, I think there was a good mix of those high spots, but I think there was just, there, there was too many moments where the match just kind of felt like it was dragging. And it didn't like to me. It just didn't feel like um like a semi main event. It didn't really feel like oh this is the second to last match on the card. Um, and like I said, I don't I don't blame either guy. I don't say oh it's Adam Page's fault or it's Jay White's fault. It's neither. I think I think both guys are. <coughs> I think both guys are, you know, great workers. I would put Jay White you know, above Adam Page as far as where he is right now, as far as in-ring ability and kind of overall, like even his character stuff, like some of his promos that he were doing uh, leading up to Strong Style Evolved, I thought were really well done. Some of Jay White's best stuff. But that's another problem, is that Jay White isn't as experienced or hasn't been around long enough to where he can take control of the match and say, okay, this is what we're going to do and kind of lead with Adam Page, who once again is another person that, you know, he's not a rookie, but he hasn't, I don't think he's been around long enough to kind of direct a match. So when you get two guys that haven't been around too, too long, um, it can be a little bit messy to kind of get a match going. But, I mean, overall, I thought the match was – it was it was good. I don't think – like I said, I don't think it was uh, a great match. I think, like, if I had to give it, like, a star rating, I'd give it, like, three and a quarter, maybe three and a half. I'd give it no. three and a half, and that's being nice. Um, but, Todd, you're right. It's like I was watching the match, and it's – I was trying to figure out, okay, who's try- who's leading who, and I'm pretty sure Adam Page was trying to lead Jay White, but the match just fell apart so many times for me. Like, it just – and they tried. Like, I'll give them credit. Like, they tried to do what they could, and it just wasn't working, and the fact that the match went on for way too long, like, it could have been five to ten minutes shorter, I thought, but – it just never seemed to end, and it just wasn't very good. It wasn't, like, the worst match I'll probably see all year. I won't say that. It was in your middle-of-the-road match. It wasn't a bad match. Dinner Lie. Dinner Lie. 
and you guys know I've shitted on Adam Page plenty of times. This is the best match I've ever oh, seen him yeah. have. Uh, I'll say one thing, he definitely came out and improved himself, and he's trying to show New Japan, uh, they're, you know, trying to show them, like, look, I can hang with these guys. Um, I don't think Jay White's the answer. No, just Jay White, because I feel like this is also Jay White. Also, he has something to prove, too. I think both these guys have something to prove. Um, my thing is, Kota Ibushi is, is his big test. Um, definitely had a good match uh, to, you know, get it to basically get ready uh, for that main event because there was no other match um, before. I mean, maybe the tag team match with uh, Okada and Zach could have been before, but I got to give these guys credit. They came out to have a match and they busted their ass and I'm going to put them over. Um, no disc here. Um, I'm definitely happy. Uh, Adam Page is trying to prove me wrong. But a uh, good match for the two. And, uh, and I'm glad uh, Page didn't, didn't win the belt. What were you saying? I said he's still a bum. Yeah, I'm still going to boo him. Uh, yeah, he, that's, he right. Needs, that's right. That's right. He still needs to get my respect. That's why I said, like, he still needs uh, to earn my respect. You know, I don't think you've got it all, all, all the way yet. So, well, a lot, a lot. Well, let's just say uh, Adam Page, he'll have uh, his chance to prove himself soon enough. Wink, wink. Yeah, we cut a book. And I'm kind of not, not even, not like, even. I wasn't even talking. I wasn't even talking with that. I was talking with something else, you know, which we'll get. I think I'm gonna talk. I think I think I know exactly what you're talking about, which we'll get into later. Uh, that's not going to be a proven point either. Uh, no, no fucking diss. That's not a proven point either. <laughs> I don't think it might be. Yes, your boy David just defeated whoever going to PWG just to see Hangman Page has some serious mental problems. Uh, so I just wanted to throw that in there, considering that's we were just talking about Adam Page, but that's funny because he's kind of right. We'll get to that. We'll get to uh, PWG a little bit later. Now, another match I want to get into is the tag team match. Uh, Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. against Okada and Ishii. Now, this match was fire. Uh, definitely one of my favorite matches of the whole weekend. Made my top five of the weekend. Top five matches I saw. Uh... They went out there and killed it. Zach Saber was fucking over by being such a great hill out there. Uh, definitely, definitely enjoyed uh, that one for sure. Shout out to David. Yeah, gotta say I really liked this tag team match. I mean, normally you know these these type of tag matches happen in New Japan because they're leading up to, you know, each guy kind of, uh, you know, facing each other. So, you know, it's going to be, you know, of course, Zack Sabre Jr. and Okada, and then Suzuki taking on Ichi, most likely next month. Well, actually next month. Um, So, you know, that's what they were setting up for. But, yeah, I really liked it. A lot of, a lot of good spots in here. 
Um, I popped big when, of course, the Long Beach crowd uh, did a huge uh, uh that, that that popped me big. And I was watching... I was watching through New Japan or through the Japanese stream because I, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't fucking stand the English commentary. And it's I saw so plenty of people sitting on it. Josh Barnett yeah. was terrible. I, I, heard, I heard that it was atrocious. I heard that it was, it was so, so bad. You said what? It's just... The English commentary what was, that? Um, was terrible. Uh, absolutely dreadful, like this. Yeah. I would rather watch a show without commentary at all than the commentary I had. That's how bad it was. Yeah, it was it was JR and Josh Barnett, right? Yeah, and Josh Barnett is dreadful. Like he he's worse than David Otunga. He's worse than <laughs> any he's worse than any of the bad commentators that you can think of. Like, any, name anyone who you think is a terrible commentator. Josh Barnett probably ten times worse. Josh Matthews? Yeah. Oh, geez, no, man, that's saying a lot. You know what? Barnett. I'll say this. I liked I liked Josh Barnett when he was with Mauro Ronaldo doing New Japan. I think he fed off of him better. But That's because Mauro knew what he was talking about. JR has no clue what he's talking about. I love yeah. Jim Ross, but he needs to go away. <laughs> yeah, so that that's why I was watching. Anyway, so that's why I was watching the Japanese um, commentary. You know, I I just like it. I like it a lot better. It just I think it gives a better experience. But when when the fans did the Kazumi Ray, you could you could hear. I didn't understand what they were saying, but you could hear that the Japanese commentators were. Um, surprise, or like kind of surprised, you know. You could hear them say, "Oh, like, like they didn't. I don't know if they didn't expect it, or if it was louder than they thought it was going to be." But Suzuki was over, <laughs> and Skits, you know how over Suzuki was. But yeah, I like, like I said, a uh, pretty good tag team match, a lot of good spots. It's set up, I think, both matches very well. I'm looking forward to both of those matches. You know, Suzuki and Ishii are gonna, you know, kick the shit out of each other. And Okada and Zack Sabre Jr., it's going to be a very, it's going to be a very interesting match because you look at what Zack Sabre Jr. does and his technical ability, and he's, you know, he's going to go after the arm of Okada, and like that's the most interesting thing to me is how they're going to tell the story of Zack Sabre Jr. working on the arm, and how is Okada going to be able to hit the Rainmaker you know, with Zack Sabre Jr. working over his arm. So I'm looking forward to both matches. I think both matches are going to be uh, very well done. So I, once again, a very good tag team match. Ishii and Suzuki are going to kill each other. Like, we got a preview of what they could do in this tag match, and I thought this tag match was really good. Um, I'm excited for both individual matches, and, yeah, it's, this is a great way to put a match like this on a show like this and lead up to Sakura Genesis. And we'll see what both singles matches bring, but I thought this tag match was really, really good. Without a doubt. <clears throat> Without a fucking doubt. Um, what else? 
Will Ospreay and Juice and Thunder Lager. Uh, what a match with those two. Uh, I actually enjoyed that one, too. Um, you know, it really wasn't your, like, uh, you know, your five-star match per se, but I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, it wasn't terrible. Um, of course, Ospreay gets the win. Uh, but before the match, we have Rey Mysterio come down. He apologizes to uh, the fans on why, you know, he can't fight or can't wrestle. And uh, he says, uh, just because, you know, I can't wrestle him now doesn't mean I won't wrestle. So we will be getting that match. Uh, what do you guys um, have to say about, you know, uh, you guys think Rey Mysterio is going to be the best of uh, Super Junior? Be cool if he was. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't really hate on it. I would welcome it. Um, and if they give us Mysterio and Liger in the center of that, that'd be fine. Um, my only issue is, yeah, the match is a dream match, and they've been calling it a dream match. But they don't realize, or I don't. They might realize, but it's the match has happened before. Um, it was they, oh yeah, years ago, uh, he, he actually mentioned before. it. Ray actually mentioned it, mentioned it in that promo. He said it happened okay, this many years ago. He said it happened this and many years ago. Ray for sure mentioned it in his promo, oh, so um but uh Osprey goes over at the end of the match. Uh Will Osprey grabs the mic talks about how he's trying to build a legacy and then if he has to go through legends, he'll go through legends. He kinda calls out Ray also. So, um in the middle of that Marty Scroll comes down, hits Osprey with the umbrella and uh he Ray Mysterio comes in and he takes Ray's mask off. So uh, a lot of build up going on with this uh, juniors division uh, kinda warming up. Uh involving Ray Mysterio so Yeah, we'll definitely see. Overall, I I really I really like this match. I didn't think that it was going to be as good as it was, um, but man, Liger was was just great. Um, you know, at, at at how old is Liger? Like fifty two, fifty three, and like yeah. he could he could still go out there and put on these types of matches. Like, like Skid said, it, it wasn't a five star match, but it was a really damn damn good match. Um, I liked a lot of the near falls. Um, you know, there there were a couple points where I was like, "Oh man, is Liger gonna upset Osprey?" Like that's how close some of the near falls were. So I thought that really added to the match well. Um, one thing I also have to say because we were just we were just talking about the commentary. Um, this show. You know, it wasn't produced by the New Japan people. It was the people at Access TV. Holy fucking shit. I cannot even begin to, like, where do I start on all the times that this production team missed The camera was terrible. Oh, my God. The camera work was fucking atrocious. Like, I'm so fucking bad. 
Tom, it's funny that you mentioned that because, okay, I'm a production person. I went to school for visual communications and with an emphasis in video production and watching. I watch wrestling all the time. Like I edited wrestling nonstop for three years. So like, I know what to look for and like what makes a good production and what doesn't. Yeah. And the wrestling was great, but half the time you couldn't see shit because the camera would be on something else or it'd be zoomed way too far in. And it was just driving me nuts. Like I'm a wrestling fan first. So I'm trying to watch the wrestling and appreciate it for what it is, but I can't get past the fact that the production on the show was just dreadful. If the new Japan people would have been in on it, it would have been a lot better because you watch something on world and it's far better than this train wreck of a show was as far as production. But it's just, I don't know what was going on. They obviously, they probably had a team that never produced wrestling before. That's a possibility because it's happened, but it's just, they didn't know what to look for, what, what cues to go off of. It was just awful. Yeah, it it was, it was completely, completely dreadful. And even in this match, you know, they blew a couple of spots. So just, just when, fucking horrendous stuff. But anyway, when you're getting watching to the positive. Good production too, pay attention to the cuts. You're not supposed to pay attention to the cameras and stuff. And you're not supposed to at any point of watching like a good movie or a good wrestling show realize that you're watching a, through a camera. But the whole, because you're supposed to get submerged in what you're watching. And the whole time I was just like, this, this is dreadful. It's, they don't know what they're doing. Exactly. I don't know what. Yeah, I have no clue on what happened with the whole camera shit since I was there. But uh, Tom, how you feeling about the juniors now? Um, uh, now with Ray involved, you think Ray's gonna be part of the best super juniors? And you know, with Will Ospreay making that comment about, that, I, it, it, he was like, "If I have to go through legends for my uh, legacy, I will." Yeah, I'm not. See, I'm not sure. If um, I don't know if Ray's going to be in best of the Super Juniors, he might be, but I don't know if that's if he, you know, you also have to figure. Okay, now he's coming off another injury. Can he go out and do a month's worth of shows? I think they're just going to build up to those three matches. You know, they're going to build up to Ray versus Liger, Ray versus Osprey, and then Ray versus Marty. I think on three kind of separate shows. Um, you know, one of those shows, I mean, one of those matches could happen at the uh, the G1 special show that's going to be at the Cow Palace, which New Japan announced. Uh, so I think that could happen. I don't, like I said, I don't know if he, if Ray's going to be in the best of the Super Juniors. Like I said, for for him now to be coming off an injury and then he'll have to be doing a month's worth full of shows. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. We shall see how his uh, body holds up. Well, uh, he, he, he said he's coming back soon, so we're going to have to find out. Also, um, we had a couple uh, fun matches. Cody and uh, Marty against uh, G.O.D., uh, Gorillas of Destiny. Uh, did I say her name right? Yep. 
Okay, just making sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, they had a fun tag team match. Uh, you know, in the middle before the match started, you know, Cody was basically like, "I'm not having this match." Uh, he was like, uh, "It was like, uh, you know, because you guys are Team Cody, right?" And, you know, of course, you know, Tama and uh, Tama, uh they basically said, um, you know, we're Team Bullet Club, you know, but like, you know, they and they had the match. Match is a fun match. Um, Cody and Marty uh, get the win, of course. Um, nothing really too much to say about this match. It's just a fun match. Also, we yeah, had was- LIJ. Let's go ahead. I was just going to say I enjoy it, uh, but yeah, I really don't have much to say about it. It was more like a fun match. Yeah. Uh, also, we had LIJ uh, members, Naito, Bushi, Sonata, <clears throat> and Takahashi. Uh, I believe Evil still hurt. They went against none other than Kushida, Dragon Lee, uh, who else was in that match? Togushi. I'm trying to think who else was in that match. Uh, no, I missed somebody. I think I said, oh, yeah, Tanahashi. That match was a fun match, too. Uh, definitely enjoyed that. And LIJ gets the win. Not too much to say about that. Uh, we opened up the show actually with a tag team match. Uh, it was the team of SoCal Uncensored, uh, Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels against RP, uh, um, RPG, Rapagi, uh, yeah, Rapagi 3K, uh, and Rocky Romero. Uh, question: Did you guys see uh, Frankie Kazarian's botch? I did not. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I saw it. I that was that was a big, that, was, that was a big time botch. Seeing once again, yeah, you, like, like I, I I thought that this was a it was a solid opener, but once again, like I was I was following along on Twitter, and this is when I first started you know, seeing about the English commentary that Jim Ross had no idea who SoCal Uncensored was. No, he had no clue. Was just, and it was just like a fucking inferior, like, I started what getting inferior. Like, tell, like, tell me what he said, guys. I, I don't know exactly what, what he said. I don't know exactly what he said. Like I said, because I was listening, I was on the Japanese feed. But apparently he just didn't know anything about Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, or Christopher Daniels. Yeah, he like, had never – he didn't say anything partic- in particular, but, like, he – or specifically, but he just didn't seem to know anything about him. Um, which Kazarian and Daniels, I understand, because they've been in TNA and so long, and Jim Ross doesn't really, like, wouldn't know anything about that. But it's, like, still do – do some bit of research because it's like Jim Ross, he was used to for WWE for so long where he knew the guys, he didn't have to do research, but it's like, do your research, go on Wikipedia, even though 
Wikipedia is a terrible source of information. Um, but just do something. Do your homework. Because he obviously didn't have a clue of anything that going on in this match. And quite frankly, halfway through the show. Um, so bad for JR. He might as well just retire. Just call it a day, brother. Just do your podcast. Um, also, other matches that happened, I really was, I really wasn't into this match where we had David Finley and, uh, Deuce Robinson against Ghetto and, uh, Hiroki Goto. Uh, I don't know why. I really don't, I can't get into a Hiroki Goto match at all. I've seen him in America a few, a few times. I just can't get with him. He's boring as fuck. I don't even, huh? Hiroki Goto? He's boring as fuck. He made me, like, not like an Okada match. And you guys know, like, Okada's my favorite professional wrestler, like, right now, like, as of today. Like, the best pro wrestler on the planet. But when him him and uh, Goto face, it's like, no. It's my, I mean, it was good, but it wasn't great. But Okada just, or not Okada, um, Goto just drags everything down. Like, he sucks the charisma out of everything. He's just everything he's He's good, but he's just he's just there. And once you watch a Goto match, like as soon as it's o- as soon as it's over, like you forget about it right away because I, it doesn't I really matter. Forget about match. It's so bad, I forgot who won. <laughs> yeah, Goto to Did me you- is only when he when he's in high profile matches. That's really the only time he ever kind of excels. Other than that, he's just kind of there, you know. But unless he's going against Ishii or Suzuki or Okada or Tanahashi or whomever, he's just kind of in Why the background. Why is he never open champ? Is my question. <laughs> like that <clears throat> needs to go off from eight. Because New Japan has too eight. many goddamn titles. I'm sorry. Juice Robinson. Like... I, I, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna guess Juice Robinson is gonna face him. He's take that title from ASAP. Uh, uh, or just get rid of it, throw it in the trash. I mean, Ishii, when Ishii had it, Ishii made it relevant. Um, well, of course, Ishii. I'm trying to think what else happened. Oh, yeah, another match I really wasn't into. Uh, Lance Archer and Davey Boy, uh, Killer Lee Squad, uh, went against uh, none other than... Uh, Chuck Taylor and uh, and uh, y- and uh, Yano. I really didn't care for this one either. Yeah, I heard, it was more like I, whatever. I mean, y- Yano was fucking over. <laughs> Yano course, was over everywhere. That's that's the thing. It's like Yano is so just damn over because you know because of his antics and it's like I always I always find this so fucking hilarious in talking about Yano because I, I think it was like last year, two years ago, I did some research on Yano and apparently this guy was like a Greco Roman wrestler and like had so much, ex- and like he could have been, you know, a really good wrestler, but he found this kind of comedy stick. And it, I mean, it made it work for him because, you know, Yano has been in new Japan for fucking how long now? Um, 
and you know Book, still continues paper. to still continues to get booked. He's still over as fuck. He probably makes you know a good amount of money because is he is Yano a main event? No, not really. He's not an Okada or Tanahashi, but you know every New Japan show you're going to see Yano. He's going to cause some trouble. He's going to do some funny stuff. So I mean, it's just it's very interesting if you go back and read the the history of Yano. But yeah, Yano was fucking over. Chucky T was pretty over. You know, Lance Archer was spitting on people. Uh, I thought it was all right. Um, before we go to the main event, David Finley, uh, after the match with Jay White and Adam Page, he attacked uh, David Finley. I mean, excuse me. He attacked uh, Jay White and uh, basically said, uh, me and you will never stop fighting. Uh, and and he challenged him for the title. So it looks like David Finley they're gonna package in this guy, you know, to you know stop being the the nice guy and uh, look like he's gonna you know go heel. And uh, I'm, I'm liking where this is going. David Finley versus Jay White for the U.S. Uh, uh, the Yeah, um, kind of interesting, but what, see, once again, it it goes back to the thing that we had about Adam Page versus Jay White is there's just not enough experience. And, like, is that a title match that New Japan fans are going to be happy for? I mean, probably not. You know, it's two gaijins going at it. So, um, I don't know. Um, can you repeat the question? I was reading something, actually. It's about David Finley, uh, his attack on Jay White. How are you feeling about, uh, David Finley kind of changed his character up a little bit, you know, saying, you know, me and he, he was like, we'll, we'll uh, fight forever. You can never get rid of me. Looking like I like uh, it. US. Yeah, I like it. David Finley is really good. He's really impressing me lately, so... If they want to do that and have them face for the U.S. title, why not? I would, if it was me, I'd probably give David Finley the title because Jay White is just, I don't know what it is with him. He's just not working for me. Like, he's a good wrestler. I've seen him live. Um, He was good there, but it's just, he doesn't have any charisma. And I think that's the problem. So if, they do David Finley and Jay White. I much rather prefer David Finley to come out on top of it because I think he's got more of an upside than Jay White does. Without a doubt, we shall see what happens. And now the main event: the Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks. I like to say, amazing. Everything was good. Um, just one thing, uh, you know, when uh, Cuddle does his usual uh, mean, uh, uh, moonsault, and he goes to the corner and does the moonsault, when him and Kenny both did it, he kind of botched it and fell. I don't know if that, that was shown on TV. Yeah, it was. 
outside of that, like I've got four words, match of the year. Um, match was absolutely incredible. Abushi did a great job. Omega did a great job. And the Young Bucks freaking killed it. Um, I'm not normally impressed by Young Bucks matches because I think they're all the same. But this match was really, really good. And to me, it's the best match of the year so far. And it's going to be a match that people are going to be talking about at the end well, of the year. you think that match is when... better than uh, Saber Tanahashi? Uh, yes. Um, both matches were extremely good. But I'd have to give the edge to the Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks. If I had to rate each match... I'd give the tag match like five stars and I'd give Tanahashi Saber Jr. like four and three quarters. But both matches were insanely good within the span of five days. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely going to be up, um, you know, a match and everybody's match of the year at the end of the year. Um, I don't know if I could unequivocally say that it's my uh, favorite match of the year just yet. Um, you know, it's I'm definitely consideration. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely definitely close. <laughs> it's it's definitely definitely close. But um, I mean, I think I still I would still have to put. Naito and Okada probably kind of up there. Um, but, I mean, what what do you say about this fucking match? This is one of the best tag team, like, pure tag team matches that, I mean, I've maybe ever seen. You know, this, this reminded me a lot of a lot of the old All Japan tag matches in the 90s. Like, you go back there. And you look at some of those matches, and those are like some of the tag matches back then were so fucking over. Um, like people were just going absolutely nuts for them, and there were these crazy, crazy matches. So that's what this kind of reminded me of. A um, lot of high spots, a uh, lot of good, a um, lot of good storytelling with this. You know, you know. Once again. Um, to the people that say that the young bucks cannot tell a story and are just spot monkeys. Um, I, I, I know Nate, you don't like them, but I think I, I know you're not one of those type of people, but for the no. people that still say that the, that the young bucks are still just spot monkeys, like watch this match. Look at the story that they were telling with Matt Jackson's back. Look at the story they were telling with Kenny Omega, not wanting to, you know, hit Matt Jackson with the one winged angel, or he didn't want to hit him with the, uh, with the belt. Um, like just like all the stories. And then you have a who was, you know, who forcibly had to take Kenny Omega's arm and do the, uh, and do the gunpoint, you know, the, the whole story of this match, it was, that's why it was like four different stories put into one. It was an injury. It was, you know, their hey, friend. How about, um, how about at the 
end of the match when uh, Kenny uh, gave uh, Nick a hug, but then Matt was like, fuck you, and just left. Yeah, and that's, like I said, there's there's so much to this story, and it's, it, I thought it was so, so well executed during the match. Yeah, like I said, minus all of the high spots and stuff like that, which were, you know, they were great on their own. And even that alone, like just for the high spots in this match, I think would have been such an incredible match as well. But then you look at just the storytelling that they told throughout the whole thing, and it was uh, it was just incredible. And it was, you know, great work by all four guys. You know, big freaking ups to Matt Jackson because, you know, even though he was, you know, selling an injury, he actually actually is legitimately dealing with a back injury right now. Um, so big ups to him for freaking going out there and doing all those uh, all those crazy spots and stuff with a back injury. So yeah, what like I said, what can you say? It was a a hell of a match, five star you know, caliber match, without a doubt. Great fucking tag team match. And it's like, this This isn't the end. Like, there's so much, there's so much more to go, I think, going forward. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with, uh, with the Golden Lovers going forward and with the Young Bucks and the Bullet Club and Cody and all that craziness. So, yeah, definitely, like, like this match, this match, I, like it was just so fucking crazy because I was watching it and it just, you know, you know a match is good when it, you know, it keeps you on the edge of your seat and you only get a select few of those matches and you know we're I, I think within the next coming weeks we're going to be getting some of that with WrestleMania weekend and all that so yeah great great job by all four of these men. And New Japan, uh, Sakura uh, Genesis, a uh, couple of road to shows uh, happening in the next couple of days. But let's talk about the main show real quick. Let's talk about that card real quickly. And then we will change subjects here on uh, WH Radio. Uh, so. April 1st. Uh, here's the New Japan. Part. Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. You'll have Takahashi and Chase Owens versus the Young Bucks. Chaos, Yano, and Ishii. Hold on one second. Yeah, yeah. We have um, Yano and Ishii going against uh, Tashu and. It's uh, Tai Chi and uh, Takashi Ayazuka. There you go. Thank you. Thank you for the help, brother. It's always good to have a uh, Tom on, you know, or a uh, Nate when I have like. issues. Never open weight, <laughs> ne- never open weight six man uh, tag match, championship match. You have Taguchi Japan 
you have Taguchi himself, Michael Elgin, and uh, Maccabee versus the champions, Bullet Clubs on Fale, uh, Tamataga, and Tagalo. Uh, also, we have Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, and David Finley Jr. versus Chaos is on Goto, Jay White, Yoshihashi. That's going on. From there, we move on to LIJ versus Suzuki Japan. You have, uh, did I say Suzuki Japan? Suzuki Gun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we know you have Naito, Evil, Evil, and Sonata versus, uh, Suzuki, Lance Archer, and, uh, Davey Boy, uh, Smith Jr. Three-way yeah. IWGP. Yeah, Evil is going to be back for that show, and he's actually going to be back for uh, the road to uh, secure a Genesis shows. So Evil is back from injury, which is good to see. Yeah, definitely. But those uh, heavyweight belts, for sure. Uh, three-way uh, IWGP junior heavyweight tag team match. El Desperado. And what's the part of that? It's uh, Yoshinabu Karimaru. <laughs> the cha- the, the uh, champions versus Bushi and Takahashi and Rapagi 3K. For the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, you have Will Ospreay versus Marty Scrove. Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. Versus Bullet Clubs, American, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and Hangman Page. And for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, Okada versus Zack Sabre Jr. That's going on. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's what you're going to get from a lot of the in-between show cards. I, I figure... You know, Dominion is going to be a big is going to be a big big show. Uh, Secure Genesis is kind of, you know, you're going to get the the IWGP title defense. So you know that's the big thing. Um, but there's there's a couple of good matches on there, and then you know, Best of the Super Juniors is going to be coming up. Um, so there's I, I think there's a lot to look forward to with New Japan right now. So we're just going to have to uh, keep our eyes out for it. Without a doubt. Uh, so we'll take a break, quick, a quick break, and then uh, come back with uh, some of the, the news that we were talking about uh, earlier. We're right back. What's up? This is the phenomenal AJ Styles. Down here in uh, LA, kicking it with the uh, PWG, busting my tail. Freaking great tournament, the bowl tournament is freaking amazing. Anyway, the fact of the matter is, everybody and anybody needs to listen to Wrestling Head Podcast. What's up, guys? This is all ego, Ethan Page, and you're listening to Wrestling Heads Radio. Ladies and gentlemen. 
This is Drew Gulak. And you are listening to Wrestling Heads Podcast. This is international star M-Dog 20, Matt Cross. You might remember me from Tough Enough, but if you saw me there, you have never seen me. Check out my best friend, Son of Havoc, every single week on Lucha Underground. You are listening to Wrestling Heads. Afternoon. This is England's Zack Sabre Jr. And when I'm not drinking tea and hanging out with the Queen, I am always listening to Wrestling Heads Radio. Cheerio. And we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling Heads Radio. You got your mask it. I'm here with Tom, I'm here with Nate, and we are Wrestling Heads Radio, folks. Hope you guys enjoyed the New Japan Talk, but we're going to move along and switch it up to PWG. So, where do we fucking start, is the question of the day. So, <laughs> I think we should, I think we should just start with, I think we should just start with the news from tonight. So, earlier, I'm chilling, you know, posted, and I get a random tweet. No, I have PWG on my notification, so whenever they tweet something, it just comes to me uh, automatically. So the tweet says, PWG says goodbye to Reseda. The final three shows at the American Legion Hall will take place on April 20th, 21st, and May 25th. Yeah, I kind of uh, was, was like, wow. That kinda, like a, it, it was kind of like a wow for me, you know. Uh, PWG is definitely the first independent show that I've ever been to. That's why it means so much to me, you know. Uh, when people talk shit about PWG, I'm always backing it up, you know. Uh, I remember the first time when I was on Twitter, um, I was randomly tweeting, you know, and this is dude, but I name is Jose. I'll never forget him. He told me I should come out and check out uh, this promotion called PWG. I'd never heard of it. And, uh, all I know, you know, I heard it was like sometimes Ring of Minor guys wrestled there. And, you know, here in the West Coast, we didn't get ROH on TV. So I'm like, you know, I kind of wanted to see some ROH guys. We went there. Tickets were like 30 bucks. Uh, walked in. Uh, got to see Kevin Owens versus Adam Cole, main event. For the PWG title in a guerrilla warfare match. Also, I got to see Eddie Edwards and Roger Strong team up going against the Young Bucks. Uh, I believe the Young Bucks also wrestled twice that night, or or somebody one of those teams wrestled twice that night. El Generico faced Rich Swan that night. Uh, Scorpio Sky went against Joey Ryan. That was Joey Ryan's last show before he went to TNA. Uh, I, I kind of like I kind of like I remember that car off, off, off the top of my head, you know. Uh, Michael Ogle might have been on that card too Brian Cage baby But uh That's how I got introduced to PWG And um That was in 2012 And now we're in 2018 And uh We get to tweet Uh Last show we We were at the Gold Theater Uh Here in downtown LA Very close to my house uh, when I was there, I talked to a couple of the workers. They were like, "Well, we actually want PWG uh, to be a regular thing." So PWG's been in talks with this 
building for a while. Jerry White thinks K-pop fucked up. Very idiot. Uh, PWG basically fucked us off. <laughs> this, uh, you know, said we're moving to a bigger venue. Uh, so this was in the works for sure. Rumor is that Legion Hall is for sale right now, and Legion Larry, you know, he's selling. So PWG basically won't have a home after that. That's the word. I don't know how true it is. But uh, a lot of magic in that building. A lot of stars made. Uh, from guys like Daniel Bryan performed there, uh, Kevin Owens, uh, also known as Kevin Sting. Uh, like I said, Adam Cole, now WWE, Cesaro. Keep naming them. So many guys have been in that building. Seth Rollins. Uh, I can just keep going. TJP. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like basically whoever's hot in WWE, they can't see WWE. You know what I mean? So it's crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've I've never been <clears throat> to the Legion Hall. I've never been to Reseda, but it's been it's been the home of PWG. It's where you know ever since I started watching PWG, what was it? It was like 2012, somewhere around there, and you know that's where all the shows have been and. You just look back, and they've been running it for God knows how many years since, and go seven oh eight roughly. Somebody can properly correct me on that, but you know it was a place that was PWG's home for so long, and you know it was home to so many memorable shows and moments and matches and all that stuff. And it was a little, you know, it was a little tiny Legion Hall. Um, that fit three a couple hundred people, three hundred people into it, jam packed, and just created, you know, kind of something special. So, yeah, I I did see that the Legion Hall was for sale. You know, um, I did see. You know, most likely, it is probably sold because I, I saw somebody, you know, ask the question. You know, because I, I think there's a lot of success when PWG last week went to the Globe Theater, I think financially. I think, um, you know, Skits told me a lot about the whole experience. I saw a lot of people, you know, talking about how good of, of an experience it was at the, at the Globe Theater. Um, but people said, like, oh, well, they can still run – why can't they run the Legion Hall like once a year or twice a year? And now we know why it's because it's, um, you know, it's for sale and it's going to get sold and it's going to get, you know, completely torn down. So um, it's, it's definitely sad to, to see it go, you know, whoever, whatever buyer does buy it, probably going to turn it into apartments or uh, who knows. So the Legion Hall, it will be, it's not even like, oh, it'll still be there. It'll, it'll be gone. And it sucks for the the SoCal people that have been going to PWG for years and years and have, you know, so many memories in that building. But um, yeah, got three more chances to, uh, to party it up in Reseda and uh, go out with a bang and kind of start new. Yeah, yeah, man. 
kind of leads me to think that them having to move buildings in the first place wasn't a mistake. Um, that they yeah, were that, that. Doing, yeah, they, you know, they were intentionally doing this the entire time. Um, and good right. for them because that on, when I, when we found out that they were moving buildings anyway, it's good for them because they'll be able to test a new building and see how many people will actually want to go to the shows. And from what I know, the, show that they had at the Globe Theater was a success and but now that that's all out of the way and the rumor is that um, the venue in Reseda is sold uh, I don't think that them screwing up the tickets or whatever it was that was an entire like that was supposed to happen and they needed to test the market for this new venue and because now they have to, they have no choice. They have to go somewhere else. So I think that that was a perfect way to do that. Um, but I just kind of think the whole thing is a little bit sketchy of, Oh, well we sold too many tickets here. So I have to go to a different building. It's like, no, there's, there's something more to it than that. They knew they had to know ahead of time what was going on. Yeah, without a doubt, uh, they for sure know. This this what me and David said, said from the gate. They for sure know. They ain't stupid. Um, let's talk about what marks got worked. All-Star Weekend. Huh? I said a bunch of marks got worked. Yeah, they yeah they got worked with. <laughs> I'm. I had you know I'm, I'm one of those guys that had no complaints. Let's talk about. Also, yeah. week of 14, April 20th to 21st, start off with the card. On night one, Trevor Lee returns to PWG as he faces Ray Horace. Super hyped to see Trevor back. Bandito returns to PWG as he also faces Ray Horace night two. I hear a lot of good things about this man. Robbie Eagles makes his PWG debut as he faces Flash Morgan Webster and Sammy Guevara makes his PWG return. I'm super hyped for Sammy to to come back. Robbie Eagles also back Mike too faces Joey Janela. Joey Janela faces Jonah Rock night one. Trevor Lee's back for night two as he faces Flashborn and Webster. And ladies and gentlemen, former guest here on PWG making his PWG debut, Tyler Bateman makes his debut as he tags up with Brody King as they face none other than Timothy Thatcher and Walter. Ring combo. We got to get Tyler oh. Bateman back on. <laughs> oh, for sure. He's been, like, not even – like okay, even just take out the PWG stuff, and Tyler Bateman's doing been doing some crazy stuff. Like he's been doing a lot of great work. More people need to go and check Tyler Bateman out, and I'm sure after PWG, more people are going to know uh, who he is. But uh, yeah, big uh, big congrats to Tyler Bateman. Definitely well deserved. Hope hopes he go. Hope yeah, hope he goes out there and kills it. Without a doubt. 
Uh, also, uh, the Rascals, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz return as they take on Tyler Bateman and Brody King. They getting uh, two nights. I'm digging it, right? That's going to be good. Now, Taija Ishimura makes his PWG debut as he goes against Bandino. That match is going to be Liddy again. Liddy fire as fuck. Yeah. Uh, happy to see Taichi Ishimori getting some work in the United States. I know, um, I think it was a couple weeks ago, about three, what was it, three, four weeks ago, uh, he announced that he had left Noah. And uh, it was that was surprising to me. You know, he had been in Noah for a while and been doing some good stuff there. You know, he did some stuff for TNA slash Impact Wrestling for a little bit. Um, but I think he was I think he was looking to do some uh, kind of bigger stuff, and now we now we see you know getting into the biggest uh, independent wrestling company, um, or the most popular, I guess you could say, um, is definitely going to help him a lot. So it's gonna it's gonna be very interesting. It's kind of I think maybe along the same lines of what Tazawa did, like Tazawa did this like almost seven eight years ago. So we'll see should be fun. Also, Ishimura we're going to uh will be uh facing Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara getting a big opportunity. And Adam Page makes his PWG debut as he goes against Keith Lee in a non-title match. I hope Keith, Keith Lee kills him. <laughs> Me too. And that's that's weird that he's making his debut and getting a match against the champion right away. But well, it's, it's a non-title match. Yeah. And this is actually on night one. Matt Riddle faces Timothy Thatcher night two. Should be a great technical match. Should be good. Should be good. And main event. The Young Bucks are returning to PWG as they go against the Rascals, Desmond Xavier and Zachary West versus the Chosen Bros, Jeff Cobb and Matt Riddle in a three-way for the PWG Tag Team titles. I say new champs. Give it to Zachary and Desmond. That should that should be nuts. Like holy shit. Lit. It's gonna be lit. And and night two main event. Keith Lee versus Jonah Rock versus Walter in a three way. 
the PWG World Title. Dude, that ring is gonna fucking break. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, they're they're seriously they're not just gonna break the ring. They're gonna go through a hole in California and just end up in the ocean. So, I mean, I hope the Globe Theater is ready to just. Uh, I mean, I hope Reseda is ready to just implode. See, I'm I'm already yeah. talking about the Globe Theater. It hasn't even happened yet. I hope. See, <laughs> they're not even gonna have to do construction. Uh, to tear down uh, the Legion Hall, you know, after this match, it'll be torn down itself. Word. What else we got? So that's PWG. Tickets go on sale next week. Uh, your boy's definitely there. Without a doubt. going to be nuts. So, let's talk about some WWE, shall we? Might as well. WrestleMania is right around the corner. The Mania cards are pretty fire. Not a bad, right? But look at the cards, not a bad Mania. Which we'll get into in a minute. No, it looks like it looks like it could be a really solid show. Um, the only thing I always say about Mania time is, yeah, you've got a lot of really good matches. Could be a great show, but it's going to be like 10,000 hours long. So since we're talking, this is what's booked right now for, for WrestleMania. Um, <clears throat> out of control, uh, good. And it, you know, I saw the card earlier. Shit. It was, it was kind of fire from what I saw, which we'll get to in a minute. Let's talk about um, some of the things that happened. I really want to go into SmackDown real quick. AJ Styles, Shisuke Nakamura, uh, them, you know, cross, crossing paths this week. I really I got to give it up to Shisuke Nakamura. I think he stepped up big time where people can actually invest and Shinsuke Nakamura. This is the first time I've seen him, you know, cut some great promos. Uh, you can hear what he's saying very clear. You can understand everything he's saying. Uh, so, um, me saying everything I, I saw with Shinsuke Nakamura this week was was great. Am I the only one that feels that way? You guys there? Hello. I'm not even sure if I'm online. Huh? <laughs> Don't even hear the guys talk. Hello. I think they both dropped. That's what happened. Yeah. Uh something weird happened. Like, it said something about the Wi-Fi was dropped or something like that, so I don't know. But the Wi-Fi in my house is fine, so I don't know what the fuck just happened. I don't know. I just got <laughs> blog dropped me, too. Blog talk, we had a good streak going. You weren't burying us, and now you're back to burying us. Very disappointed. 
I don't even know if you guys you guys hear anything I said. No. Probably. So I basically not. said this week on SmackDown, I gotta uh, say I really enjoyed what I saw. Everything Sisuke Nakamura did this week, uh, his promo work, uh, his you know him talking to AJ Styles, uh, I heard everything clear. Everything was great. Uh, he was very confident this week, and I got to give it to Sisuke Nakamura. And I'm ready uh, to see uh, what he's ready to do. Uh, you know, is, is he ready to be the WWE champ? Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. Do they do they keep the title on AJ or do they? You know, kind of, because remember, what is it about WrestleMania? Is WrestleMania about matches or moments? And is this something where, you know, WWE could be like, oh, the first ever Japanese, you know, WWE champion, even though it was Antonio Inoki. Um, but, you know, of course, WWE writes their own history. So is is that what they're planning on doing? No. Um, so, I, I don't know. I'm definitely kind of uh, intrigued by it. So, uh, we'll see. How did you feel about... Um, how, how, how did you feel about um, Nakamura this week? Um... I thought he came across well. He's getting better at promos. And if they're going to put the title on him, they might as well do it now. Um, I haven't been a real fan of his, like, as far as his in-ring work, because he phones it in a lot. Like, he had a really good match with Sami Zayn um, when he first came in, which was, I believe, what, two years ago? Um, But... Outside of that, like, he hasn't really impressed me much phoning it in. Like, New Japan, he'd always phone it in on the house shows, and then, like, Wrestle Kingdom came around, and he had a really, really good match, but I haven't really seen anything out of him that it's like, whoa, you really need to I see this Arusha guy. Was good. I want to say him or Rusev was definitely good. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that. Like, Rusev and Nakamura was probably the first really good Nakamura match that I've seen on the, since he's been on the main roster. And I hope that's a trend that continues. Like, I know that he'll work well with AJ Styles, or at least I hope they do, because the match has happened before, and we saw how good it was, and I hope this match is as good, if not better, than the previous one that they had. Um, and then once he gets the title, if that's the plan, I hope he continues to do a good job because I do like Nakamura and when he was not in the WWE and in New Japan, I kept telling people, you need to check this guy out. You need to check this guy out because he's so different from anything you've ever seen. And then he gets to WWE and then people texting me and tweeting me and being like, this is the guy that you were talking about. Like, really? He's nothing special. They were saying, because it's like, he's not doing anything that really made him stand out and made him get signed in the first place. Um, so I hope he has a great AJ. And after that, when he wins the title, hopefully, I hope that he actually gets to a point where he's where he's having good matches on a consistent basis that I care about. Also, 
Um, I gotta give it to uh, I gotta give it to uh, Nakamura when he faked like he was gonna do the Kenshi shot. Then uh, he basically played like he was gonna do the need need to uh, face and. He fucking played AJ big time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I, no, I expect talk. to see things like that. I do too. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So, uh, what else we got? What else we got? Uh, nothing else really happened on SmackDown, but Rusev is now added in the U.S. title match, which is great. Because I was talking to uh, some buddies. They was like... I really think if Rusev was not added in his match, we would have just heard Rusev Day, like the whole match. Rusev Day. Like, would have happened the whole fucking match uh, that triple threat. So, good thing that they added Rusev in. It makes the match even more exciting. Because that match is going to be trash from the gate. <laughs> Rusev needs to win. Uh, in order for it to mean he anything, to, he has to win. If Rusev doesn't win, and this if, match is bullshit. If he doesn't win, then the fans might do what they did at WrestleMania 28 when Daniel Bryan lost in like what 18 seconds, and then just start chanting Rusev Day throughout the entire WrestleMania card. Fans would definitely hijack the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, how about Bailey and Sasha Banks on Monday Night Raw? Come on at it, in the backstage. It just sucks that they're not going to get their own match. I think they will. Yeah, see, I think, to uh, me, that's like yeah, one the more... whole, that's the whole big, like, takeaway from this is that they're like, this is a type of feud that should be built up for WrestleMania. <laughs> like, this That's why is, I think I think they I really think they're gonna get a match, because we have one more week. This week uh, coming up on Monday Night Raw, they're gonna get into it again, and they're gonna just make them a one on one. It's already predicted to happen, so uh, I see them both. I don't think that they're gonna the battle royal, and that's it. They I don't might see get them a battle royal. They might get a match at the pay per view, but they're not gonna have one on one match. Yep, imagine pre-show, one-on-one. Half seven. It's not going to happen. And if it does happen, I'm you can tweet me wrong. I promise you. Yeah, and I think I think even overall, like, okay, they've built this up, but has it really been that good of a build-up? Like, I feel like for this type of feud – it should be built up 
like it just it just feels like there's so much like missing that they're it was rushed that they're that they're like trying to build this up, but there's so many pieces missing. There's you know I liked the the little kind of backstage brawl that they had on Monday, but I think there's just so like much missing. A, like I said, because we're so close like, to WrestleMania, like that doesn't help too. Well, I feel like they've been telling a story. They've been telling a story for a while. And Corey Graves has been telling the story with them for a long time. So they've been kind of telling the story for a minute. It's just that people just – if you're a smart fan, you would understand. Like, they've been telling the story for a while. Corey Graves has been saying Sasha doesn't really care about uh, Bailey. He's been saying that for for a while, way before what she did in Elimination Chamber. Uh, the whole Chamber thing, that was, that, was just, that, was, that was the beginning of the story for people that – don't understand what a story is. Uh, from there, uh, actually, Royal Rumble was the beginning of the story. Uh, Sasha threw out Bailey. Then she also fucked Bailey over in the Miss Chamber. Um, and then you have Bailey, you know, kind of acting like she doesn't want to help. And no, Bailey, she basically, when Sasha was supposed to get go for the tag, and she jumped off the apron. It's so many things that that's happened uh, for this story where it's been tension with them, where they finally start throwing blows. They probably should have did it a little early, but uh, I definitely understand what you're saying. But uh, I feel like this story has been going on for a while, and they've been telling it for a while. So uh, I really think they're going to have a one-on-one match. Uh, I'm still going to stick to my guns and say that they will have a one-on-one match. It may not be on the main show, but it's going to happen. It may be on the main show. Who never knows? Um, I've, it, 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 won't it might be. open up. Uh, It'll be on the we'll pre-show. So. They might do something big it's where not, they have. It might be work. I, I, honestly, I, I see Alexis uh, Bliss and Nia Jax having a pre-show um, match before I, have, uh, before I see Sasha and Baby have a pre-show match. I'll put the women's title on the fucking pre-show match. The real women's title. Huh? I think Sasha and Bailey is the only women's women's match that isn't for a title, so that's the match that's going to go on the pre-show. We shall see what happens, bro, because I feel like that's more important than fucking another fucking best friend feud with Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss that's really boring. I would agree with you if the title wasn't but because the title is involved, I just don't think they're going to put a title match on the pre-show. We got one more week, and we shall see if this section is going to be one-on-one. Um, let me talk about some of the these matches that are already booked. So, under the Giant Memorial, uh, you got that going. Uh, it's going to have guys like the, the Revival in there, Mojo Riley, Matt Hardy. Hi, Dillinger, Darren Corbin so far. I'm uh, pretty sure a lot more guys can be in there. Uh, the women's uh, battle royals going on. Uh, you have, you know, Liv Morgan and uh, Ruby Riot and the rest of the Riot squad. Uh, Natty, basically all the women that are not on um, Mania, uh, the main card. Also, you have Cruiserweight match, uh, Cedric Alexander versus Mufasa Ali. Uh, you have the bar going against Braun Strowman and mystery partner. Who is that mystery partner? Who do you guys think it is? 
Ray Mysterio. <laughs> God, I, w- I wish they kept James Ellsworth just for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> just for the moment of his music hitting <laughs> Braun Strowman just being like, what the hell? Um, man, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be Braun's partner. I don't think it's Elias. Uh, I first thought it was Elias. That's that was what a lot of people were saying. I don't think it is. After watching Raw, I don't think it is. It's him because he was on Raw and he jobbed out Rhino, but I, I, I just don't see it. I felt like he would have played a bigger part, a bigger role uh, in that feud on that day, if that was the case. Tell me somebody we least expect. Uh, they say Big Wait Show retired already. It was not Big Show. And plus, Braun took out Big Show. I don't see that happening. He took out Kang. That's a good question. This is one of those times where we just don't know. Could it be Samoa Joe? No. Possible, but... <laughs> possible, but I, I don't think so. Neville? Who knows? I don't, I'm just... I honestly just throwing people out there. Kurt Hawkins? Who fucking knows? Right now, it's a who fucking knows. I'd laugh my ass off. If you you you'll laugh if if it was so. If it was Kurt Hawkins, but it's gonna be Ray Mysterio. Why do you think it's gonna be Ray? Because he's been rumored to be on on the Mania card, and I just I have a feeling that if they are gonna have him on. Hard, it's going to be there. Why else would someone be having a mystery partner? Otherwise, where where else would you put him? You're not going to put him in the Andre the Giant. No one's going to realize that he's even there because there's so many guys in the ring that it's not going to matter. So if you're going to debut him at WrestleMania or re-debut him at WrestleMania, that'd be the perfect way to do it is by putting him in that match. A lot of people probably won't like it, but that's just what I see them doing. I just don't see Rey Mysterio doing it when he's, you know, he's still in, he's in the middle of a feud right now in New Japan, so it doesn't make sense to me. But we'll, we'll see. Um, mixed tag team match: Triple H and Stephanie McMahon uh, versus Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle's going on. Nia Jax versus uh, Alexa Bliss for the women's title. You also have United States Championship, Russo versus Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton versus Jenna Mahal. Women's Championship, you have Oscar versus uh, Charlotte Flair. WWE World Tag Team Championships. You have the New Day versus Uso versus Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, you have Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. And AJ Styles versus Nakamura for the WWE World title. Also, John Cena still waiting on Undertaker. A lot of uh, a lot of multi-man matches on this year's show. I mean, really, really trying to get everybody in there. Which I mean, trying I, guess I guess is good. Now let me let me ask uh, you guys what 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 match are you looking forward to the most 
for WrestleMania. Styles and Nakamura. No question. Styles and Nakamura. Definitely. I'm looking forward to that uh, cruiserweight championship match too. I mean, that too. Granted, it's probably going to be on the pre-show. No, don't say that. And I'm going to be pissed off, but um, I think it's going to be crazy. We'll see what happens. And I'm also, you know, I'm looking looking forward to Charlotte versus Asuka. I think that could be a really good match. Oh, I do too. Me and my buddies were talking about have have a uh, Undertaker not answer. Um, this this uh, next Monday coming up to have not not uh, come down, and then at WrestleMania, John Cena opens up WrestleMania, gets in the ring, and says, "So Taker, what's the deal? I'm here." And then Taker, ah, damn, American badass, comes out and like him and Taker open up WrestleMania. I'd be okay with that, and I'll tell you why. Because last year, Undertaker lost and laid down his shit and then left the ring. So it's like he symbolically retired, but he may – and I remember people saying this, that no, maybe he just symbolically retired the dead man character and that the the American badass character could come back. I know a lot of pe- the people that were saying that were joking, but now that I think about it, and the more that I think about it, that's something that could actually happen. And if John Cena comes out at the start of Mania and they have the first match, that'd be crazy. Um, I personally don't want to see another Undertaker match, but if they're going to do it and they're, they're hell-bent on doing it, then that's probably the best way that they can do it. So, whatever. We'll see. <laughs> I just like that. Whatever. Well, I'm just so un- indifferent on it. It's like Brock, Le- or Brock Lesnar. Uh, the Undertaker, to me, hasn't been the same since he lost to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans. And it's like his match at 31, I didn't give a shit about. His match at 32, I didn't fucking care. And his match at 33, same thing. It's not to mention that that main event last year sucked, but it's every the Undertaker without the streak doesn't mean anything to me. He should have been done. He should have retired at WrestleMania 30. And if he has to come back, I hope he does come back as the American badass, and I hope John Cena beats him and he loses again, and then he goes away. I love the Undertaker. Don't get me wrong. Great wrestler, great character. Best character WWE's ever had. But he's damaging his legacy by keeping, by continuing to come back. When he has nothing to prove to anyone. So, yeah. um, That's what's going on. Well, we shall see what happens. What else is going on? Uh, are we missing anything else with Professor Rossman thought? I think that's it. Well, there's, I mean, there's one more match that uh, just got added to uh, NXT TakeOver. 
Yeah, I, I was going to, I meant uh, Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, NXT. Oh. Let's get into NXT real quick. So, NXT, uh, this week, Tommaso Ciampa and we can Regal chop it up, and he, Tommaso's like, what's the deal with Gargano showing up everywhere, you know, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm basically over this, you know, so, um, so, it's now a match with Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa at TakeOver, uh, what kind of match was it? What the match for Takeover? I think it's just like a street yeah, fight. Uh, yeah, it's uh, unsanctioned. Same fucking thing. And Gargano wins. He's back at NXT. If not, he remains. No, he's I think he's gonna lose. Um, he doesn't need to be in NXT. And the North American Championship is created. And AC3 is has arrived to NXT. How about that theme music, though, huh? Fire. Fire. Good. <laughs> and I like how he even Fire mentioned it. He, like, even mentioned in his promo, he's like, that was a great theme song, right, guys? AC3, change the game. One percent. Um, but yeah, uh, EC3 is uh, there. I think uh, somebody was like, "You deserve it." He was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Yeah, I already know." I was like, "Yeah." Cocky ass EC3. He's uh, in the match. Also, you have none other than Velveteen Dream, Lars Sullivan. Uh, Adam Cole, Ricochet, and Keely and Dane in a six-way for the title in the ladder match. So that match should be fire. Yeah, basically like a a money in the bank type of type of ladder match with how many guys are in it. That's got to be crazy. And if you look at some yep. of those people, like you look at some of those people, and probably all of them. I would say are going to be willing to do some crazy bumps, even uh, Velveteen Dream. Like you think about like what he's been doing to prove himself, and now he's like, oh wait, I could do, I could take crazy bumps in a ladder match like everyone else. Let's do it. So he's probably going to take some crazy bumps. Not a doubt. Match is going to be crazy. I can't wait, and I hope uh, Velveteen Dream wins. But honestly, like I don't care who wins, like. Because I like all six guys. So you really can't go wrong. Although, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I don't think that NXT needs a mid-card title. I don't think their roster is big enough. But I think it is. I, I think it's got big enough. That means they plan on bringing uh, guys up, uh, like Donovan Dijak, like, you know, I feel like that that title's made for like a Lars Sullivan and guys like that. You know what I mean? 
guys we'll that see, won't be in the main event? Main roster, you've got, like, the Intercontinental title, and that's a step up. And once you win that, you prove yourself, and then eventually you move on to the WWE title. But it's like, I don't I don't think there's a need for the mid-card, ti- mid-card title in NXT. I mean, I could be wrong. I hope I am. Um, but right now, I just, I don't see there, I don't think there's enough roster depth, especially when Raw and SmackDown will be taking guys, like, probably after Mania for call-ups, and then the roster is going to get completely overhauled. So, but we'll see. I think, I think there is a big enough roster because you also have to remember there's people that are training right now, like in the performance center that we don't even really know about. Like I'm not talking like even just indie guys that have, that haven't debuted on TV yet. Like I'm just talking strictly the guys that they're building up in the performance center. So we don't even know a lot of these people. So I think the roster could get the NXT roster is and will get bigger. So maybe it is better to kind of introduce kind of a, a mid-card title into there. I'm with it. Um, moving on. Uh, Nate. Yeah, do you have some 205 live news for us? Um, yes, I do. Just give me a minute. The 205 so, live. The first match was Mark Andrews taking on Tony Nese. Uh, match was really, really good. Um, Andrews is one of those guys when he was in TNA, wasn't really like doing anything for me. And again, it's TNA and the booking, but uh, and Tony Nese is really, really good. I thought these guys did a great job. Um, they beat the hell out of each other during this match. And Mark Andrews picked up the win with a shooting star press. Uh, very fun opener. And then um, there was the uh, fatal four-way match between TJP, Buddy Murphy, Akira Tozawa, and uh, who was the other guy? Hideo? Yeah. Uh, no, I can't remember. Off. Hold on a minute. Because I know Hideo uh, was a tag team partner, so it had to be one of the Lucha uh, guys, right? I think it was Kalisto, actually. Um, it was one of the guys from the Lucha House Party. But uh match was really, really good. Buddy Murphy ended up getting the win. Did not expect that. But uh, it's clear that they're going to do some big things with Buddy Murphy. Um, so we'll see where that goes. He's like the biggest cruiserweight there is. Uh, he's like 203, whatever. So he's just right up there with the 205 weight limit. So hopefully he can uh, keep his weight down and um, 
be a good asset on 205 Live because he's a guy that I thought was wasted away in his tag team with uh, Wesley Blake. And uh, I think he could do some good things on his own. Hey, so is Tazawa officially a hill? Yeah. Um, he's with uh, Hideo, so yeah. I know they were both baby faces at first. Yeah, but um, no, Hideo has pretty much been portrayed as a heel, and I think since they're t- teaming, it's Tazawa's de facto heel. I mean, they really haven't made a distinction, but um, that's just when I watch the show, it's just I see him as a heel. So, um, very good show though this week. Very easy to watch. Um, and then they had a face to face between Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali, um, talking about like both guys talked about their upbringing in the wrestling business and why um, they needed to win the match and. Honestly, when this match happens at Mania, I don't care who wins. Um, this match is going to be great. And I just hope, like I said earlier when we were talking about this match, I hope it's on the main show and not the pre-show. We shall see. Um, also, I did not get to watch the Mixmax Challenge this week. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I'll probably watch it tomorrow. But I just wanted to make mention that Charlotte Flair is out of the Mixmax Challenge. Um, she's yeah, having... What's that? I saw that. Yeah, so she, she said, they said that she had surgery or something weird. Like, I don't know if it was dental surgery or something like that, but... Yeah, I um, think it was. I think I saw someone say something about, um, I think she had a gum infection. Okay. I think she had a... See, that's why, like, it's because when I was looking online, I saw Charlotte Flair injured. I was like, injured? Like, what the fuck? And then you read more into the story, and it's like she had a gum infection, and she's just going... You know, you know she's going to go to the dentist. I, I I forget what type of procedure they do, but like she'll be fine for like mania. Yeah, well, then whoever wrote that made it a bigger deal than it was because. But I I can't remember who they're going to replace her with, but the fans can vote. I think it's either between. Wait, um, didn't they do it already? Wasn't it Becky Lynch? Yeah, well, it might have. Lynch. I haven't watched the show yet, so I don't Becky. know. If there was Becky, I, I I saw like like a gift or something. Okay. Yeah, I haven't watched I haven't watched the show yet, so I don't know. But because uh, it's the only thing that I wasn't able to watch before coming on the air tonight. Without a doubt. So yeah, man, that's about it. Um, when it comes to professional wrestling, uh, I think we are good to cover. 
just about. I think we got just about everything. Yeah. Let's just get people hyped up for next week because next week here on WH Radio, it's going to be the beginning of WrestleMania week. We'll be talking all the shows. All the shows going down WrestleMania weekend. Of course, WrestleMania, NXT TakeOver, uh, Ring of Honor, Beyond Wrestling, Joey Janela's Spring Break, which, honestly, I'm looking forward to that show out of everything. Without a doubt. Like, 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 once again, ladies, if you guys have not seen the promos for all the matches, happening at Joey Janela's spring break, they're they're all amazing. Like, it got me hyped up for Matt Riddle versus James Ellsworth. Like, that's going to be so fucking incredible. <laughs> like, that is, uh, like, that's going to be so great. Matt Riddle called Ellsworth trash. I love it. <laughs> I love they're doing this promo with James Ellsworth. And in the promo, you know, he's like, I, I have to fight the bats on the Indies, Matt Riddle. And then it goes to Matt Riddle, and Matt Riddle's like, James Ellsworth, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, it's, it's, like just, it's the greatest fucking promos. <laughs> it's the greatest promos, and it's just the greatest thing. And, like, everybody's going to be looking forward to, like, Matt Riddle just, like, kicking the shit out of James Ellsworth. It's going to be great. Tomorrow is also a huge day for baseball fans. This is opening day. I'm hyped. I don't know how hyped I am. Tomorrow is opening day. Great day for baseball fans. So, yeah. Follow us on Twitter at WrestlingHeads, folks. We might have some big news coming up. Uh, Talking to my boy Matt uh, Grant, so we have might have some big news coming up. So be on the lookout for that, folks. But uh, follow us on Twitter at Rockman Head. Follow me at WH Skits. Next week we got a lot to talk about. Like Tom said, every independent promotion will be talking about each card from Progress to Evolve to Beyond to we even gonna fucking talk some Shammer, man. Like it's nuts. We're talking everything. So it's gonna be a long show. So uh, you're ready. Yeah, be sure you guys are listening next week. So hyped for WrestleMania weekend. It's going to be crazy. A lot of great shows. We'll give you all the info on where to tune in, how you can watch all the shows. So be sure you you tune in next week. But in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at 2TweetMe. Follow me on there. Give you a follow back, of course. And, uh, yeah, everyone, just in... uh, Hope everyone has a good weekend, weekend before WrestleMania weekend. If you're going down to New Orleans, rest up, get some sleep, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. And you can follow me on Twitter at Headliner5. Um, definitely check out the shows next week. Well, is it next weekend, WrestleMania? I believe it is. Um 
there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. So anything you can watch, just watch it, enjoy it, and have fun with it. Because that's, like I say, every week, that's what wrestling's there for. Um, don't uh, nitpick it too much. Just try to watch it, enjoy it as much as you can. Because if you're picky about everything, then it ruins the experience. So just take the experience for what it is. And if it sucks, it sucks. If it's good, it's good. But it's, that's wrestling. And sometimes, like I said, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But I'm looking forward to watching all the wrestling I can. Probably won't be able to watch as much as everybody else because I'll be working all weekend. But, uh, yep, uh, NXT TakeOver should be a fun show. And uh, WrestleMania looks like a great show. And even though it's 10,000 hours long, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to it, like always. And we'll be back next week, folks. I'm Skits. It's Thomas Nate, and we are Wrestling Heads Radio. We'll see you next week, folks. Peace out. Peace. Peace.